Hello, and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm one of your hosts, Jordana Osban, here with my friend and Chavruta, Ann Gordon. Our daf today, Masechet Yavamot, daf nun, page 50. Well, today we're going to start the fifth parak of Yavamot, and it's a very short parak, but an interesting parak. Um, as we know, with Yibum, or the mitzvah of Yibum, there's basically two choices. Either we do Yibum, where the Yavam and the Yavama basically cohabitate with each other or have a sexual relationship, or uh, they enter into Chalitza together. Um, but we know, and we've mentioned this before, that there was sort of a rabbinical piece that was put to this of ma'amar, which was essentially sort of creating some type of marriage, more of a marriage-like ceremony than just having a sexual relationship to say that the the yavam and the yavama entered into a relationship, or sometimes also uh, they could give a get instead of sort of as a pre-chalitza. Um, and so the question that this um, parak is going to deal with is that, yes, you can do mamar, right? Or the avam can give the avama a get. But really, under Deoraisa, under biblical law, this isn't really what the mitzvah is, right? This isn't really what is effective of either entering into the Yibam relationship or severing it through chalitza. And so part of what this is going to do is, is, sort of try to figure out what is the relationship between mamar, get, yibum, and chalitza. And again, that also goes back to the concept we had before of yesh zika, right? That there somehow is some type of relationship or obligation even present before yibum is completed or before chalitza is done. And duma and mamar and get don't necessarily completely take away that zika. They don't necessarily take away that obligation or that attachment between the uh, yavam and the yavama. But on the flip of that, right, we also know that once mamar is done, under rabbinic law, right, under dirabanan, the yavam would now not be able to marry any of the yavama's uh, close relationships. Um, and so that's, you know, sort of also uh, an important uh an important piece there, right? Or also, let's say Mamar was done and then the Yavam decides, hey, you know what? I don't actually want to get married uh, to the Yavama, right? The question would be, how do you sort of get rid of or dissolve that Mamar bond or that Mamar marriage that already um, happened? Um, and then there's also going to be some discussion about if Mamar and Get were done, what does that mean? Uh, if the brother who died has several brothers and there are several widows, um, but Yibun Chalitza is only done between one Yavam and Yavama. So these are kind. So what I think is interesting about this parak is some of it is sort of trying to explore, yes, the rabbis put in sort of another layer to Yibun, right? Mamar and Get, but you know, how does that relate to the actual biblical obligation where the two pathways are really only uh, Yibum or uh, Chalitza? So we're going to start with a very, very long mission, and then, Anne, you're going to get to a little bit of the Gemara here. Um, and the mission reads as follows. And it's really, again, it's kind of its own word problem, and it's a lot of permutation. So just, uh, you know, be- bear with me for a little bit. Rebbein Gamliel Omer. So Rebbein Gamliel said the following, Ain get a charget. There's no basically validity to a get after a get. Velo ma'amar achar ma'amar. Nor can you have ma'amar after ma'amar. So in other words, what this means is, is that let's say 
you know, the the brother who passed away uh, leaves behind two widows for uh, his brother, right? Reuven dies and he was married to Rachel and Leah. And so Shimon basically can decide if he does Yibum, um, you know, to to either of them, but he gives each of them a get basically, right? The second get basically doesn't have any uh, validity and therefore the Avam actually isn't forbidden to marry any of the relatives of the second, uh, you know, of whoever got the second get, right? Or if the, you know, or if a Yavama went to two brothers, right? Let's say there was Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Ruvain dies. So the Yavama, right? Uh, you know, Rachel, let's say, uh, Ruvain's wife could either go to uh, Ruvain, sorry, could either go to Shimon or to Levi, right? And each one gives her a get. Let's say Shimon gives the first get and Levi gives the second get. Um, Levi's get basically doesn't hold and therefore he wouldn't be forbidden to uh, to marry any of her relatives, okay? He also talks about Ma'amar, right? So you have, let's say, you again, you have Ruvain dies. He was married to Rachel and Leah um, and he leaves his brother Shimon and Shimon does Ma'amar with both of them, right? Um, that second Ma'amar, again, uh, doesn't mean anything. And so therefore, um, she sort of remain. you know, the, the uh, it doesn't mean anything, right? So the first Ma'amar recipient basically still is permitted to the Ma'amar husband. So these are the kinds of things that this Mishnah is trying to deal with. Velo bi'ila achar bi'ila, right? There's no cohabitation, we'll use the nicer word, after cohabitation. But what it basically means is, if the Yavam, you know, completes a sexual act with the Yavama, right? Um, and then he or another brother, you know, have a sexual relationship with her co-wife, right? The second the second sexual act, again, is not a valid act of Yibum. Velo chalitza achar chalitza. And again, there's no chalitza after chalitza. But the, and this is Raman Gamliel's opinion. But the Chachamim say, yesh get achar get, v'yesh ma'amar achar ma'amar, so the Chachamim have a little, you know, they hold that basically a get given to Yavama is partially uh, valid. And we'll see this a little bit more on Amud Bet. They're going to explain. It does uh, lessen the Zikat in a little bit. And Ma'amar uh, can do, uh, you know, uh, makes the relationship basically stronger. Um, but when it comes to Be'ila or to Chalitza, Right. Once Yibam or Chalitza is performed, um, basically any zika that was there between any of the other widows uh, of the brother who passed away and any of the surviving brothers is essentially has has basically um, ended. So therefore, after Be'ila or Chalitza, any Yibam, Chalitza, Ma'amar or Get is completely not valid. So now the mission is going to go through and discuss um a situation where one Yavama, you know, is attached to one Yavam, and maybe he did any of these, you know, procedures or or these processes with her. So Ketzad, right? How do we, what, what's the ruling or what's the halacha with the case of one Yavam and one Yavama? So now we're going to do, so we say the following, Asar ma'amar b'yavamato. So the Yavam does ma'amar with his Yavama, v'natan la'get, and then he decides to get her a get. She still is going to need chalitza. So yes, the get somehow, you know, maybe uh, dissolves the ma'amar, 
but Chalitza is really required to completely sever the relationship. Asar ma'amar, right? Let's say he did ma'amar v'chalitza, and then he does chalitza. Tzricha haimenu get. She still is going to need the get. The chalitza dissolves the zika, but not the marriage that took place with the ma'amar. So he actually has to give her a get because ma'amar took place. That to me is sort of the bigger, uh, is the bigger chiddush here. Asa ma'amar uba'al, right? Let's say he did ma'amar, and then they consummated their sexual relationship. Harezo kemitzvato. So that's the mitzvah. That's exactly how it should be done, right? That's rabbinically at least what they wanted to have happen, that there was ma'amar first. Okay, now we're going to do a different case. Natan get vasa ma'amar. Let's say he gave a get, and then the Yavam changes his mind, and he says, okay, you know what? I actually do want to marry. I, I do want to enter into a Yibum relationship. And so he does ma'amar with his Yavama. Tzricha get v'chalitza. So in this case, she's going to need a get and she's going to need chalitza. So the get is going to be needed to dissolve or to end the ma'amar marriage. And the chalitza is going to be needed to basically sever that zika altogether. Because once that get, initial get was given, right, the avam can't go back on it. He can't say like, oh, now I want to do ma'amar. And that's why in this case, she needs a get and chalitza. Natan get uba'al, let's say he gave a get and then decided to enter into a sexual relationship, which we know is really all that had to happen between the Yavam and, and, and the Yavama. Tzricha get v'chalitza, again, the same thing. He's not allowed to go back on that initial get. Natan get v'chalatz, let's say he gave a get and then he does chalitza, ein achar chalitza klum. He doesn't have to do anything because chalitza severs any zika that was there. Now we're going to go through cases where the Avam initially did chalitza or did bi'ila, right? Chalatz, let's say he did chalitza, v'asa ma'amar, and then afterwards said, you know what, maybe I do want to get married, and does ma'amar, natan get uba'al, right? And then, or, so he either did ma'amar, or he gave a get and then decided to, you know, uh, have a sexual relationship with her, oba'al, or let's say first they entered into a sexual relationship, Ba'asa ma'amar, right? And then afterwards he does ma'amar, right? Um, or, right, natan get v'chalatz, or he does a get and then does chalitza. Ein achar chalitza klum. Basically, once chalitza is done, that zika bond is, is basically severed and nothing else actually should have happened uh, after that, after that uh, zika uh, bond. So, you know, it, 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 and the point here is to really emphasize sort of the, the, the finality of chalitza. It's not something, once chalitza is done, it's not anything that you actually can reverse. The Mishnah is going to go on a little bit more. I know this is a very long Mishnah. This applies whether there's one yavama attached to one yavam, or there's two yavamot to one yavam. Ketzat. So now they're going to go through, how does this apply to two yavam, yavamot, right? Where we have two women who could possibly enter into yivam with the yavam, right? We just went through where there was one yavam and one yavama. Asamar ma'bazo, ma'amar bazo. Let's say he did ma'amar with one and ma'amar with the other. They're both going to require uh, gets and they're both going to require Chalitza. In other words, each Yavama is going to need to get to dissolve the Ma'amar part. So this is following the opinion of the Chachamim, obviously not following the opinion 
of Rabban Gamliel. Um, and then again, he's going to have to do Chalitza. Uh, he's going to have to do Chalitza with both. Um, then it goes on to say, Ma'amar bezo beget lezo. Let's say he does Ma'amar with one and get with the other. Tzricha get v'chalitza, right? She's also going to need, the Ma'amar wife is also going to need a get to get rid of the Ma'amar marriage and is also going to have to do a chalitza to uh, dissolve or to get rid of the uh, zika. And the chalitza can basically done with either with either wife. It can be done with either one. Ma'amar bezo uba'al adzo. Let's say he did ma'amar with one and then entered a sexual relationship, cohabitated with the other yavama. Tzrichot gitin v'chalitza. Both of them are going to require gitin and chalitza because in other words, he needs to dissolve uh, both of those relationships because he basically, um, he can't, you know, stay married uh, to the to the woman that he did uh, yibum with, right? Because he's not allowed to build two homes. So in, in in other words, he basically ends up having to do, uh, he he needs to do chalitza uh, in the end, and he has to basically divorce uh, each of them. Um, then it goes to a case where the, where the yavam, um, sorry, ma'amar bezova chalatz lezo, sorry, I skipped there. If he does ma'amar with one and chalitza with one, harishonat sricha get. The first one is going to need just a get at least, because again, you only need a get to dissolve uh Ma'amar, and he already did chalitza, so he sort of really completed his gibum obligation. Now we're going to have a case where the yavam uh, started by giving one of the yavamot a get. So again, we have two yavamot here. Get lazo get lazo, right? Srichot heimenu chalitza. Both of them, uh, you know, uh, he needs to do chalitza with either of them, with both of them, to both release them to any zika, right? But he cannot marry the relatives of them, okay? And again, this is the opinion of the uh, Chachamim. Uh, that's going to be discussed later on. Get lazo uba'alzo. Let's say he gave a get to one and cohabitated with the other Yivama. Tzricha get v'chalitza, right? The one that he co- cohabitated with, right? He has to give her a get. Um, and again, because he was not really allowed to to sort of do this with, with both of the uh, with both of the widows, but you can't just do a get alone. You also need uh, chalitza because so you know so that's what what you have to do here. Um, then we get to the case of get lazu mar bazu. He gives a get to one and then does mar with the other. Tzricha get v'chalitza. Okay, this the mamar wife is going to need a get and a chalitza also. Get lazu v'chalatz lazu. Let's say he gave a get to one yavam and a chalitza with the other. He doesn't need to do anything because he did chalitza for one and therefore really dissolved any zika uh, that was there. Um, and then now we're going to go, I know, very long Mishnah. Um, now we're going to go to where the Yavam initially did chalitza or did be'ilar, cohabitated with one of the Yavam. Chalatz v'chalatz, o chalatz v'asamamar, natan get uba'al. So let's say he did chalitza with one Yavam and chalitza with the other. Or first he did chalitza with one yavama, right? And then did ma'amar, um, and then did ma'amar, or gave a get, or cohabitated with the second one. O ba'al uba'al, or he co- ca- cohabitated with one yavama and with the other one. O ba'al ma'amar, right? Or he co- cohabitated with one yavama and did ma'amar with the other. 
Natan v'chalatz, or he gave a get, or did chalitza with the second yivama, ain achar chalitza klum. The point here is that once he did chalitza, right, initially, anything else is basically not valid. It's not, it's basically just not a, a, a valid act because after chalitza, uh, there is, is not anything. So it means that, you know, essentially that after, you know, the yavam, uh, right. So it's so basically there, there's nothing after, after chalitza. So whatever he does with the second widow afterwards essentially just doesn't have any effect, whether it's cohabitation, mamar, get, or chalitza. Um, because once he did chalitza, he did chalitza, and he actually is allowed to continue to marry the relatives of the second widow because none of these actions uh, have any effect, but he cannot obviously marry the widows of uh, any of the relatives of the first widow because he did chalitza with her. Okay, so this applies whether there's one yavam or two yavamot, or whether two yavamim to one yavama. And now it's going to go back to one of its previous rulings. The yavam first did chalitza with his yavama. And then either did ma'amar with her or gave a get or cohabitated with her. O ba'al, or let's say he cohabitated with her, right, which is the full act of yibam. Va'asa ma'amar, v'natan get v'chalatz. And then either did ma'amar get or did a chalitza. Ein achar chalitza klum, right? After he does chalitza, it's basically that that is essentially uh, uh, there, that is the final um, act, Um and 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 that's really uh, what holds here. So um, you know, so you know, the chalitza basically just uh, applies. You know, applies here. Uh, and this applies whether the chalitza was done at the beginning or in the middle, at the end of all these procedures. But when it comes to cohabitation, once it's done at the beginning. Then nothing else is valid afterwards. But But if it was done in the middle, right, of all these possible procedures, so in other words, mama or get was done before, chalitza was done before, um, you, uh, you know, then there is yesha chareha klum. So when it's done in the middle of the end, there is some uh, some validity to it. So in other words. Let's say the if the Avam first does Ma'amar with one widow, and then let's say cohabitates with the second one, the cohabitation doesn't terminate uh, the relationship with the other widow, okay? Or let's say he does Ma'amar even with the third one. So this would sort of be a case of cohabitation uh, in the middle. So Chalitza, once Chalitza is done, it severs any Zika that the Avam may have had with any of the Yavamot. But if he cohabitates with any of the widows, okay, if he does it at the beginning, okay, then fine. Then anything he does afterwards isn't anything. But if he does it in the middle, any of those procedures that happen, you know, there's still something to what happened to any of the procedures to what was done before. Um, And then finally, we have an opinion of Rabbi Nechamia, Rabbi Nechamia Omer, achat bila v'achat chalitza, Right. Whether there's, you know, cohabitation or chalitza, whether it's in at the beginning, the middle, the end of any of these possible procedures, after one of those things is done, right, um, then the, the basically, you know, it, that's sort of the final 
at. So let's say cohabitation is done after Ma'amar was done with a different widow or a get is given, um, you know, and then there's cohabitation, right? The the Yibum wife, you know, can basically be discharged with a get, but not Chalitza because, um, because they basically are married, right? Um, and if the Avam, you know, wants to marry one of the other widows, it, it doesn't mean anything. He can't do that. So it's a little bit of a confusing mission. I would tell you to maybe chart it out or read it a few times. Um, but again, I think what it's doing here is it's interplaying between Mamar, Get, Chalitza, and Yibum, recognizing that Mamar and Get are sort of a rabbinic piece that's been put into this Mishnah, right? But, and how does it interplay with the actual requirement of Yibum and Chalitza? It is a very long Mishnah. Um, I think the thing that works, though, about all of it, though, is that it establishes, like, here's Yibum, here's Chalitza, like, here's our parameters, and and once you've done the one thing, like, then that's it. Like, now, now you've stepped on that path to complete your action. And so then it tracks it all through, which takes a while to get through, you know, to, to spill it all out. But I think, you know, you had said something, you know, Dana, about it being a confusing Mishnah. I think that it's confusing in that charts are helpful to, you know, keep track of who's doing what to whom. But I think it's also very clear, like, that the the goals or the procedures that are being established here and they're, you know, the the stop gaps that they put in place. Okay, I want to talk about, uh, you know, most of this stuff really is, of course, this Mishnah or the significant part, but I want to jump down and um, from the very beginning of the Gemara, rather, I want to talk about Rabbi Gamliel because what happens here is that we have a machloket between or over the question of this get. Adkan lo plige, meaning to this point, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Gamliel and the rabbis, the sages at large, you know, agreed, except for that they have one disagreement. If you would have a bill of divorcement after a bill of divorce, and together with ma'amar, meaning if you were to get a divorce, like a regular old divorce, after there's already been both get and ma'amar, um, the betrothal, the leveret betrothal, um, let, so one second. These are the two cases. Let me spell this out a little more clearly, right? That we have, they agree, except for in the two cases of when you would have a case of a bill of divorcement following an earlier bill of divorce, and likewise a betrothal, a levirate betrothal in particular, following a levirate betrothal, meaning how many people can this Yavam betroth in this manner. Well, get achar, get Achad b'yevama is very clear, however, right? That, that once you've got just one yevama, then you're going to have umamar chad b'yevama. You can only have one get or one ma'amar per yevama, um, mahani. So, and that's it's the only way it's going to be effective, right? That you cannot have like, oh, I'm divorcing you today, oh, or I'm giving you ma'amar today, and that's going to establish us for what's going forward. In each of these cases, the idea here is. The, the the idea here is that when you have a get, a char get, af, one divorce after another divorce, or the levirate betrothal after a levirate betrothal, right, you know, that's only even a relevant conversation if you're not talking about just the one person. The moment you're talking about the one person, then you can only have one betrothal for her, or it won't work. Like the next one wouldn't, a second one wouldn't work, and likewise get. So what that means then is, 
you end up with a situation where the get itself prevents somebody from getting involved via ma'amar, and likewise ma'amar um, needs the get to cancel it, in addition to chalitza, meaning the moment you have ma'amar, you've done something, and you're, and I think you said this, you've done something that's stronger than simply, you know, planning to c- carry through on yibum. If there is such a, if the couple does have ma'amar, meaning there is a betrothal for the for the yibum, then in order to walk away from it, let's say they change their minds or whatever, then they wouldn't just stop and come back to chalitza. They would have to also have a get to get rid of the ma'amar status and also the chalitza, which is the usual get rid of yibum status, right? So now the gemara is going to elaborate. Why is it that we're talking about a get to begin with when we're talking about a yivama? Meaning, she's not his wife. Why would a divorce make any sense here? Why would it be effective at all? Right? And the answer is that the the idea is that it's effective in general. Because what happens? A divorce in general is the way you would end a marriage. Right, you remove the woman from her husband, you know, as as blunt as that may sound. And likewise, that's what chalitza does, right? It removes the woman from the yavam. It, it puts a barricade between them, so to speak, and prevents yibum from happening because chalitza is taking place. So the same way that we, the, the Gemara, or right, the Chazal seem to have felt that they have to establish get as an effective, as, as I'm sorry, right, if you want chalitza to work, then it has to work in the same way that get works. So to say that get doesn't work would then imply that the chalitza also would not work. And then chalitza nanalamani va'atilimivaal achar chalitza. And then you would then there would be this possibility of the avam having sexual intercourse with the yavama after they've already done chalitza on the assumption that that act will cancel the chalitza, and that is. You know, that's not what's supposed to happen, right? Um, and then the Gemara goes on to talk about, you know, what happens when we have this ma'amar, why is ma'amar effective to begin with? And it's a similar rationale, right? Meaning once you say that you have an act of kiddushin, an act of, an act of betrothal altogether, then you're going to say that it works for the, for the yavam or the yavama as well. Meaning the, the regular case that has no yibum attached to it becomes the model for how these tools or procedures become effective and required or, you know, have real implications for the case of Yibum as well. Um, I'm going to stop at this point. Um, I'll mention, right, the Gemara goes on to say, you know, what are we talking about when, if there's Yibum, meaning the act of, of sexual intercourse, is that also going to apply, you know, and to what extent is that going to be effective? Fine, you know, the Gemara... The Gemara is going to play it all through, um, all of these cases of the Mishnah, and is, of course, going to carry us on to the next stuff, because, as your data, as you said, you know, it, it, it was an unduly long uh, Mishnah. That's our DAF discussion for the day. Thank you for joining us. Rank us, review us where you get your podcast. Come talk to us on our Facebook page and tell us what you think about this page, this stuff. Thank you to Rabbi Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. And until tomorrow, go and learn.